Good morning, guys. Good evening, depending on where you are in the world. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Detour Live. I'm your host, Dan Jones, and joined on the ground by four-time national road champion from Australia, Johnny Trevorrow. Now, Johnny, uh, you've had a bit of a transfer. Uh, we don't know how the Wi-Fi is going to hang in there, but I was I was a bit concerned when I heard that you'd missed the direct flight with the team. You got bumped, which was expected, uh, and you've had to pivot. You've had to go to Munich, then get back to Sicily. I did have my concerns because if I gave you the task of driving from Sale to Rosedale, there'd be a drama. How are you travelling, mate? What's going on? <laughs> we did have drama. We had to drive back to Budapest, get a flight. But the problem was there was a storm hit Budapest, so they kept us there for another hour. We flew to Munich, and it's an absolutely monster airport at Munich. We had to jump out of the plane, Vazzy and I, along with these great long runway things and then I get a train to another terminal, and we got there just beforehand. I thought, no, I don't think our bags are going to make it. And no, they didn't. So no bags. So I got no uh, earphones or mic. So I'm sorry about that, but uh, we'll survive. Hopefully our bags turn up tomorrow. But if Ron Reed's listening to this, I can remember 2013 where his bags chased us around the whole Tour de France. That's right. Three days that. to go. <laughs> Rick Jagger, he live comment. Thanks for tuning in, Rick. He says, John, you survived the trip. He did, but without his bags. Ron yeah. Ron Reed was a great travel companion because I remember <laughs> I used to keep saying to him, Ron, you've left your polo shirt in the bin. And he go, No, I intentionally did that. He wouldn't do any washing. He'd bring all these polos, like these old ones from all the giveaways when you go to the Olympics and all the things he's been doing. Yeah. And he just yeah. used them and just leave them everywhere we went. Just dump them in the bin. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, obviously, it's going to be an epic stage four. We previewed that a little bit on yesterday's episode because it finishes in Mount Etna and it's going to be a real GC shakeup. But uh, doing my research, you know, Mount Etna, it is the most active volcano in Europe. This thing is burping like constantly hot lava. to be up there on that hill just next to right there and watch it erupt. So, what's the forecast for Etna? Hopefully, it. Uh, Stays under control for the stage, but then whenever it does um, spew lava, they're always the locals are always like, "Nah, it's no threat to the locals. It should be fine." They're yeah, used to it. It's a regular thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my mate Kippo, I took up there back years back. We were staying over. The, we we caught the the ferry over just to watch it, and luckily for Kippo. We got, I took the wrong way. I know you find this hard to believe, but Dan went the wrong way. So we got up the, the mountain next to it. We'll see where the race goes earlier today, actually. Uh, and, and then someone said, no, this is not. So we found out that mountain it was about to erupt, and we wouldn't have got up there anyway. The, the roads were closed. So we parked at this restaurant, sat out in the balcony, and watched Mount Etna erupt. It was amazing. Amazing. Oh, what about a couple of vinos? <laughs> a couple um, of vinos, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, so in luckily, Italy, unluckily, yes. we would have got there earlier today. Um, uh, Yatesy uh, and Lucas Hamilton rode up at, uh, as a bit of a check uh, out today. But the problem that was raining and whatever they, but they still did it. Jerry and uh, uh, and the rest of the pacemakers were uh, uh, they followed them today, and they they said it was fantastic. Yeah, great just to watch them go up there. 
Well, just talking about Lucas Hamilton, like in any you know quest to win the overall, you need a really good team around you, and Lucas is going to play a real key part in Simon Yates, you know, having a crack at, at winning the Giro. Um, and and you look at his form going into that 2020 Giro, uh, he was thereabouts as well, and you see some of the results in the end. You know, Jai Hindley particularly running second. Um, Lucas, you know. A lot of experts would say he he had the potential to finish on the podium that year as well, uh, given his form. Um, so yeah, yeah he, he's as you said going to be that crucial cog. Uh, now you caught up with him. Uh, you, in fact, I think you dragged him out of bed or delayed his preparation. So hopefully that doesn't have any effect. But uh, here's here's the chat you had with uh, Lucas Hamilton uh, only a couple of months. Just a few ago. minutes ago, actually. All right, let's take. Well, it's a been look. a big day. Um, Vazzy and I have. Uh, had to uh, uh, fly from, where, where we go? Budapest to Munich. And then there was a uh, uh, hold up, so we uh, have got no luggage. We've arrived in Sicily with no luggage. Got here late, um, but the guys have been, it's, warm, it's bare time, but Lucas Hamilton, he's been out on the course today, ridden up uh, Mount Etna, um, uh, and uh, we're going to ask him what it was like. So, Lucas. Yeah, well, uh, me and Yacy went and reconded today. It was wet today, so fingers crossed it's not like that tomorrow. Um, she's long. She's long. Takes a while to get to the top of that volcano, so uh, hopefully it's a day. I think it suits us, but uh, yeah, it's Etna, historically at the Giro, is uh, quite a, it's a bit of a mixed bag on uh, how the race pans out. So what do you really think is going to happen tomorrow? I mean, uh, I know you guys aren't that interested in the, the uh, pink jersey or uh, what happens with uh, Vanderpool, but it's more about what's the, the others like Carapaz and uh, the guys like that. So what do you think will happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a million scenarios, I think, for a day like tomorrow. First mountain day two, who has legs, who doesn't? We've had a bit of a mix of stages in Hungary as well with like a short TT. Um, obviously, Simon's proven that he's, he's in the shape, really good shape. Um, I think Ineos... You know, they have probably the strongest climbing team here. Um, but we've also got a really strong climbing team. So I think, yeah, it would just be, to be honest, it could be a big break day. Um, and maybe someone takes the pink or maybe the pink jersey goes in the break. We've seen Vanderpol do something like that before. Um, or it could come down to a GC battle on the final climb. It could be uh, one of two, I reckon. So you've had a topsy-turvy year. You had COVID earlier, but you seem to have really hit form at the right time. Yeah, I think like most of the Peloton this year, it's been, um, I had COVID, then I got bronchitis, which I think 90% of the Peloton got at some point this year. And then uh, did a bit of facial damage, a tour of Basque. But yeah, I think um, I was really motivated to come here in the best shape I could um, to try and help help Simon bag uh, the Giro. So it's uh, been, there's been a few hurdles, but it's good to arrive in, uh, yeah, some pretty good shape. Now, it could be a battle of the Aussies uh, tomorrow because it could be you and Richie uh, doing the, the final you know, flings up the road for your team leaders. Yeah, maybe. Richie looks in pretty good shape. So, uh, yeah, I think, it'll be, uh, I think he'll show how well he's going tomorrow, Richie, because he, he looks good. But, um, yeah, hopefully I can uh, be up there somewhat. But it's uh, the first mountain day. It's, it's not necessarily like the other mountain days we have coming up, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's the start of uh, you know some big GC days to come. Well, good luck tomorrow. Look out for me. I'll be at 
kilometre 154, so about uh, you know halfway up Mount Etna, I'll be there handing out the bottles for you, bud. Easy, easy. I'll grab. Make sure to grab a bottle. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, he's a great guy, Lucas, and and that is refreshing when you have sort of lieutenants that are relaxed, you know, and and they bring something onto the bus. I think that goes a long way in particularly in cycling. And it's one thing that when teams are trying to build culture and, and get the right fit, you know, that's got to be a big factor is like, what is their personality like? You know, you want someone that prepares well, trains hard, you know what you're going to get out of them. But someone that adds something on the bus, I think is is often overlooked iffy. Because if you look at cycling stats and things like that, they don't have a rating or a meter for personality. Exactly right. And, and you touch on it all the time, you know, culture, and Jerry does as well. It's so important in a team. You get the right people. You know, a lot of these teams that you you, you watch, you know, I won't say names, but Astana. <laughs> it's not a great culture. <laughs> yeah. oh, <And> so, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Aussies have always been really, really strong on that. And and the, and the riders they bring in fit into that uh, that, that same culture. So um, yeah, and he's one of the legends. All right, a couple more live comments. Andy Matthews, thanks for tuning in again, Andy. Who's I think he's on the ground at Sicily. Says Mount Etna erupted in February this year. I keep forgetting to. He always contributes. He's one of our the detours um, main family members. He's been. With us forever. I don't think there's a there's a show that he doesn't comment. And I keep going to answer it, but then you talk over me as you always do. Oh, right, eh? uh, and I never get to do it. But I've had a couple of uh, uh, emails where, with Andy. I've never actually met Andy. I'm really looking forward to meeting him tomorrow. It's awkward within the bubble. I can't cuddle him and go have a beer with him like I'd like to. Uh, and I know I'd like to, he'd like to get on, up on the road and, and hand out a bottle or something, but it, you know, probably those things can't happen. But his young son races in Holland. He's been mm. over here for a while watching his uh, his young guy who, who's just uh, starting in the early stages of his uh, career, also going to university. In, in Maastricht, so uh, switched on your kid. But, um, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with Andy tomorrow, who's become you know, a big part of the detour family. And another one that's uh, part of the family is Jan Boardman. She says, hi, guys, did Peter get the keys okay? Do you have to pick up a car at the airport on your arrival or did you get picked up? I have other logistical questions, but we'll save them for the rest of the Giro. Jan wants logistics, John. Well, I think uh, Peter Weenie thinks I'm a legend because – we not only did we get the car there uh, for him at Budapest, so we took off and he arrived about an hour later. I parked it in the I took all the good photos, showed him exactly where it was, even gave him a diagram of how to walk out of the departure uh, the lounge and turn left down to a special path. So I gave it all to Peter. So he's got the car. Oh, no. Well, that's good. You don't want the wean dog barking at you, that's for sure. No, no, we don't. Now, we yeah. just got to get you through a couple of pics a bit late, sorry. I mean, uh, Vazzy just sent it through for you, actually, of uh, um, Lucas and Simon climbing up at Etna today. So, I don't after you maybe during the uh, oh, ad break, we'll take an ad break. I'll upload the photos. And then we'll come back after the ad break. We've got plenty more, including uh, an old mate, if he caught up with uh, at dinner. Uh, stay tuned for more detour. 
Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs, semi-amateurs, and pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank and these bars. This could be the perfect match, but not this one. This girl has a bike to sell, and thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on Bikes help grow small businesses. His, hers, yours, and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns and rides. Fun fact, you can make cycling part of your next Let's Go adventure. With a bike, you can enjoy and explore even more places. So feel the wind in your hair, book a bike, enjoy the outdoors and see more with a Let's Go Motorhome today. Thanks again to Bike Exchange, Let's Go Motorhomes and of course Lexus at Blackburn and Johnny. Uh, just before the show, I found the photo. I found the photo that you were looking for. It was on the uh, Lexus of Blackburn Bay Crits Twitter page. You've been banging on about that photo for a long time with the uh, two winners from this year's edition. Ruby Rose and Cannon and and Blake Quick, yes. Uh, Hanging out that wonderful uh, uh, um, electrified Lexus. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's just just a great shot. And I love it because it really... Just shows what the Bay Crits is all about, you know. Colors hanging out of cars. Around, hanging out of car. Yeah. Well, because I was nervous. I thought, oh, I couldn't find the photo. So I was digging up photos of the Lexus of Blackburn shop. You know, I'd done my research. I found out about the new LX range that they've launched in April in Australia. And geez, you gotta you gotta check these out. These are the there's seven variants of this luxury brand. It's like an upgrade from the old Toyota Land Cruiser. And there's a F Sport variant. Uh, and there's a Lexus First Plush four-seat ultra luxury model. And if you have a look at in the interior, have a look at that. That doesn't specify luxury. I don't know what does. So Get down to Lexus at blackburn.com.au. Say good day to uh, Andrew and the team, and they'll sort you out. And, of course, Let's Go Motorhomes. They're, they're a fantastic supporter of cycling. As we always say on this potty, support the companies that support cycling. That's all, you, all we ask. Uh, we've got a couple more live comments. Oh, I had a really strong coffee this morning. I'm back. Drongo <laughs> uh, Lamont, he says, I hope you've got the heater on a timer, Dan. 7 a.m. start is quite brutal in these conditions. George might struggle if it was a social distance podcast. He's not lying. Like, you know when it's so cold that you, your sheets feel wet? That's what we're, de- that's what we're dealing with in, 
in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, Jared Davison says, morning, boys. Love what you do. And Free Ranger, he's back. Hi, guys. Any news on how Stewie and the people on the bike tours are travelling? Well, Stewie's back uh, at home. I got an email from him today. But Moo Moo, um, I think they've got a very small uh, group here at the moment. I don't think they're actually at this part. But yeah, very strong on the last week. Um, and they've got a big crew uh, of superstars coming for the last week of the, of the Giro. So it should be great. Now, we've told this story a few times on the podcast, probably every month, but uh, you did catch up with a, an old mate, Gianni Salvio. There's some uh, images from Bazzi. Uh, he's, a, he's a famous character in Italy. He's the manager. What's the team name? Because it changed the owner, every year. owner of the uh, 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 Andreoni. Now it's called the Rock Drone Hopper. Drone Hopper uh, Andreoni uh, cycling team. There he is, the Silver Fox. Um, yeah. What I used to love about Gianni is uh, Brian Nygaard, back in the day, the media manager at Green Edge, you know, he's a guy that, you know, personifies fashion. You know, he's always immaculately dressed. But he said that Gianni takes it to another level because even when it was 40 degrees, he'd still be in a jacket. Yes, like always. always immaculately always. dressed. Yep. He, I was just showing him, I found a photo uh, this one. Of, uh, of that photo. I was just showing that to him. Then, oh, you must send it to my WhatsApp. Uh, that is us in 1981. So Gianni, his he, association with cycling back then was he made galley equipment, which the team that I rode for uh, in 81, but also earlier in like late 78 or whatever, Carlos Galley, uh, he made the equipment. And, from that, we became really good friends. And then I imported his uh, galley equipment into Australia. As much as I love him, uh, the equipment was nowhere near as good as what he is. But anyway, that's another story. That, that's a real um, polite backhander, that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, alleged, but now, and so we, his association was as a major sponsor. Uh, he had been the same when I was finished. But then he went from that to building his own team. And he made actually a real success and made a lot of And there, we've got two legends together, Jerry uh, and Gianni. Uh, and uh, two passionate people in the sport of cycling. Mm. Um, but uh, Gianni brought a lot. He was the first to realise just how much talent there is in South America. So in um, Colombia, Argentina and a few uh, uh, of those other places, he brought those riders over to, uh, to to Europe. Banal was the, the big success story. Uh, and Sky bought the contract out and paid Gianni a lot of money, like million euro type money, uh, to buy the contract uh, off him. And he's done that on a few occasions. It's a bit harder now. Everyone knows the story. So they've all got the talent scouts traveling around South America and picking out uh, the superstars because the sport's so big over there. But uh, no, Gianni is just a, a lovely guy. And from the early days when I was going over there, his wife, who I haven't seen in many years, was an English teacher, so she spoke good English. And Gianni always, first thing he says, I'm sorry, my English is not so good. But uh, yeah. yeah but his favorite quote was, With another head, he would be a big champion. Sure, sure. When he's talking about you. Well, he came out today. The minute I walked up, he was sitting With another there. head. I walked up and said, Johnny, wow, he jumped up, got me uh, cuddled. And he introduced me to his team and said, 
this was a grand collier. And then yeah, he said, with another head. <laughs> so he's still saying the same story. Oh, that's great. Now, Rick Jaggy's got a request. Can Johnny do some Insta stories during the day? Geez, that's a challenge. Do you even know what Insta stories means? No. Uh, would be great to see some on the ground footage. Ask Vazzy, uh, because you can do like live little videos throughout the day. People want okay. to see updates of, of if you're on where, the road. Because funny, funny, I'm just on YouTube. No, Instagram. Insta means Instagram. Oh, okay. We can do that. Guys, when you write the comments, just remember you're talking to dinosaurs. So you got to spell it out like. And Rob Birch says, love listening to you guys from Geelong, but will your cameraman, Vazzy, ever make a guest appearance? We've seen his feet. (laughs) Well, hang on. Hang on. Vazzy. There he is. He's cooked. He's, cooked. <laughs> he's four days in. He's cooked. We could be getting some shaky footage, folks. You just hang in there, Vazzy. Now, one of the challenges I did give Vazzy was uh, give us photos of the of the cuisine. Now, it doesn't look as appealing tonight. We've got the buffet. Um, you had a quite actually, a, a food, was quite, food was actually quite tasty. We're in Sicily now, and we're yeah, we're in Italy, and this pasta was you know. Amazing. So, uh, yeah. Now, I just want, did want to mention one thing. You know, we're talking about Mount Etna. If we yeah. go back to 2020, mm-hmm. very similar, early in the tour, and, and Joy Hindley absolutely he, he, he cooked himself, just hung on, lost a, fit, a bit of time. As we know, it went on to run second in the, in the zero. But it was, it, the, the actual Mount Etna, um, was almost his undoing very early in the, in, in that era. Do you, did most teams? I've got the photos now of uh, Yatesy and Lucas uh, when they were doing the recon. Most teams would have gone out with their GC guys, particularly, and had a look at Etna again. You think, or yeah, I, I, well, I'd be crazy if they didn't. Um, some of them would have done. Look, I mean. The Italians would have all done it you know, earlier in the year, I guess. Um, but um, you don't always get a chance. We've got such busy seasons; it's not easy to do, to do these things. But with a rest day, uh, I would say quite a few of them uh, would have done. It. I couldn't say because I wasn't there. I was stuck somewhere between Munich and uh, and Sicily. But um, yeah, I'm sure quite a few of the, uh, the especially you know the guys who hadn't ridden it. I've never ridden it. Uh, would, would have done. It, it, it's a crucial part of this Giro. Tomorrow, we'll, you know, the old cliche. You, you know, lose it. Won't know who's going to win, but there will be a few who crack uh, tomorrow. And it, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens. We've got, we've got you know, Vanderpoel. Interesting, one of the things that, uh, that Lucas said, you wouldn't be surprised to see a break up the right and see uh, Matthew Vanderpoel getting in that break, trying to keep that uh, pink jersey. And guys, you know, the, the main GC contenders wouldn't really worry about that so much because mm. he's not thought of as a, uh, you know, a serious threat for, for that pink jersey in two and a half weeks' time. The, the thing with uh, current cycling we've been talking about a bit, particularly over the last 12 months, is it is being raced differently. You know, the old school days of, you know, break goes and then they go, okay, those guys are free. We can sort of sit up and out. They just, uh, from the gun, from the start, 
And given that there is a, a it's not flat for you know the first fifty, it's fifty k. It only gets flat at the sort of eighty three k mark. There's a bit of a valley there, um, but from the gun, you're talking you know eighty one k's of hard racing. Um, it's just going to be hard, isn't it? Like for teams to go in that traditional format where they sort of let a break go and then they sort of yeah, take it a bit changes, easier. We, we, we've learned that. There's no piano anymore. Piano is no. You know, the, the, the easy part of the stage. They fire the gun, they're racing. Uh, and it's just a, a different sport. I rode the Giro, started it not very fit, uh, last-minute call-up by, by Gianni Savio, and I uh, shouldn't have even been there. And there's no way that I could have finished that Giro if it had been raced like today. But, you know, I managed to ride myself in, and by the end of it, I was going quite well, and we only had two days off and went and rode the Tour of Switzerland, which was nearly two weeks back then. So it was like a five-week Grand Tour. And I managed to come up and be going really well by the end of both of those events because they didn't race it as hard. They raced flat out the last part of the stage. Every, you know, and the TV wasn't live all the way back then either. So the, the TV uh, would start, at a, there was a sprint at around about halfway in the stage every day. And that was called the TV, the R, whatever, TV sprint. They would let, and then, and so they would, it would just be piano and cruising along and then, that sprint, that all winded up, and from then on, it was on. But you had, so it's the 200, they were longer stages, 240K most of the time, but you would have 120K of cruising along, mm. so you could ride yourself in. And I managed to get myself fit enough to, 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 uh, to be bobbing along okay by the end. Couldn't do that now. Mm. Uh, Andy Matthews, he's got intel. Says the Ineos team were out doing a ride on the first climb today. The early climb means that the break will be hard to get into and could be a strong one. They're going to light it up, John. I like that. That's a very good bit of information, Andy, because uh, I was trying to uh, uh, quiz uh, Whitey just before at, at dinner what he thinks uh, Ineos would do. They are great for coming up with different plans. They, That's they, right. they really do. They send you know, guys Things up to the chessboard. It, it's a chessboard. Exactly. And uh, they're very good at it. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting. I reckon there will be, and they've got a very strong team. There'll be a civic over one of those up in that early break, get up there and give someone a chance for Carapace to do a big flyer, get up and, and they drop back. And all of these yeah. scenarios. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at tomorrow's going to be a very, very interesting day. Now, Jen's got a, another question. Do the S's on the stage map mean sprint points? Bit mean if they do. Uh, let's have a look at the map, Johnny. And where have they got the sprints? Oh, yeah. Just at the base of Edna. <laughs> very good. Classifications. Yeah. So they should Jen have had that Jen in the middle. A very good friend of ours uh, who we met on the Tour de France probably about four or five years ago now. A lovely, lovely lady. And... Uh, she, uh, we, we got her into the into the uh, team car for for a day, and uh, or, or now detour car, uh, and uh, yeah, she loved it. And hopefully, I, if I, even if I don't get the Tour de France this year, Jan will be there, and you'll be there, Dan. You'll have to uh, um, make sure you help uh, Jan out at some stage if I don't get there. Yep, no dramas. We've got another comment, Gay. 
She's gone. Iffy, I love you, but man, it's the Giro d'Italia, not Giro d'Italia. You're doing her head in. You're dead right. I've got to put more effort into my pronunciation. Pronunciation or pronunciation. You're dead right. And it is the Giro d'Italia. Just the D. Giro d'Italia. Giro d'Italia. d'Italia. But I've got to put I'll, a bit more effort in because I'm very slack on uh, my terminology. I was listening to one of the Eurovision right? commentators and they say every name, every town so perfectly and I'm just an ocker who gets it wrong all the time. I've got to try a bit harder. Yeah, but the key is you're likeable, so you get away with it. Like, <laughs> whenever you make a mistake, people go, ah, that's just iffy. That's, yeah, that's but I've got master, a bit, bit more effort. And I listen, I actually... Driving in the car today, uh, we had a you know, two-hour drive early this morning and because Vazzy fell asleep when we were doing the detour last night, he played it in the car and listened to myself. And I mumble. Yeah. I've got to stop mumbling. You just work this out. Yeah. Well, it's only been three or four years. I mumble. Well, I never listen. I never listen to the show. Well, if anyone wants to listen back, I think it was stage one. <laughs> I think it was so, just mumbling, mate. You, I'm, going you, to, I'm going to work. Your throat was very well lubricated that episode. <laughs> uh, Len Baird says the sprinters can form their survival group after those two intermediate sprints. Well, yeah, that's if Ineos don't know <laughs> it up from the gun. <laughs> they will be well, well, and truly gone. Uh, yeah. they'll, they'll be going around. There's my finger going back there. About uh, 20, 30k out. All right, what you. What you no, find is a lot of the sprinters, a lot of the sprinters on a stage like that will actually get on the rollers or request rollers uh, at the buses before the start, just so that their legs are warmed up, ready to go if they do pull the trigger from the beginning. Um, and that used to, I'd be like, "What are you doing on the rollers, mate?" And they go, "Mate, have you seen the profile?" And you look at the profile, you go, "Oh, okay." They don't want to be caught napping, so no, it's going to be interesting. No, exactly right. Anyway, if he, we're going to hear quite late and and. Uh, Walking in, uh, uh, Vittorio uh, uh, Aldera, uh, uh, the Italian, uh, great guy, works, yeah, great guy who rode back in my day and uh, stage winner of the Giro. I think he rode the Giro that I rode as well. A uh, lovely guy. And we, we, we had to park at, at next to the team bus, and then we had a long walk past all the team buses. And there is uh, um, the quick step to Kearney quick step team bus. With all the team in it having a special meeting, I thought, okay, that's pretty serious. Everyone else is in having dinner. They got a team mm. meeting in the bus. Panic stations at seven o'clock at night. Uh, Free Ranger says, "Can the shark pull something out of the hat in front of his home crowd?" He will do that. He uh, could very well. If a break goes, uh, they would let him go because he's not going to get on the podium in this Giro. Uh, those mm. days are gone, I believe. But such a great racer. Um, mm. He'll try something. He will try something. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get up the road. All right, mate. Well, you get your rest. It's 11.30pm uh, your time. As we always say, youtube.com forward slash the detour podcast. Like, share, subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, leave a review on uh, iTunes. It all helps. Uh, and be savage if you want. We're not going to dictate how you comment. Uh, but good five-star ones help. Uh, but thanks again for all your support. We'll be back again, uh, as always, 7 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. 
And uh, yeah, it's going to be fireworks. So uh, get your rest, Diffie. Hopefully your bags turn up and we'll see you again tomorrow, guys. Take it easy.